Welcome to the Digitally Connected Podcast with Joel Herter and Drew Knoll. Technology is integrated into every facet of our lives, impacting the way we work, live, and connect with the people in our communities and around the world. In the rapidly evolving digital landscape, the Digitally Connected Podcast explores future trends from the leading innovators in tech so you can stay informed and stay connected. Now, here are your hosts, Joel Harder and Drew Knoll. So welcome, everyone, to the Digitally Connected Podcast. I'm Drew Knoll. And I'm Joel Harder. Thanks for joining us. In our increasingly technological world where digital tools touch every aspect of our lives and technology advances every day, we're going to be talking about the opportunities and the challenges of the rapidly evolving landscape where we are all working, living, and connecting. Yeah, and you may wonder if a tech podcast is really worth listening to. It's not something that seemed relevant or important before, or maybe you just haven't thought of yourself as a techie person. You hear terms like digital transformation, cyber culture, AI, AR, or machine learning, and you think to yourself, I've been getting along just fine without knowing what these even mean, much less following new developments in technology. But over the last year, the entire world experienced a dramatic and sudden shift to digital tools to survive, to work, to stay connected with friends and family and all the people in our lives. Yeah, Joel, and we're all engaging through technology in ways that we never have before. I mean, people of all ages, all walks of life and careers on the digitally connected podcast, I mean, we're, we're going to be breaking down the technology and the tools in a way that Joel and I can understand and use them. And if we can understand them and use them, then so can you. I mean, the reality is we're going to talk about how we can leverage technology to enhance our everyday experiences of life. We're also learning from leading innovators in tech today. New things are happening all the time. And just because a new technology pops up or exists doesn't mean that it will be used for good or have positive impact on our lives. Can you say social media? So we're going to talk about responsible and ethical ways to use technology. The digital landscape creates incredible opportunities and challenges. And the digitally connected podcast really is for all of us. It's for everyday people now living, working and connecting in this digital world. Yeah, Joel, that's right. And and you can join us. You can you can become part of the conversation. You know, if you subscribe to the Digitally Connected podcast, wherever you go and get your podcast, and you can also go to digitally-connected.com uh, and submit a question for episodes that we're doing. Uh, you know, we'll either if they're relevant to episodes that we're we're recording at the time or throughout the series and seasons, we'll be doing Q&A episodes. So if if you have questions or if you even have feedback, uh, you know, for us, please definitely, uh, you know, go to the website, check that out, drop those questions and comments there. We also have our YouTube channel uh, that you can go and uh, subscribe to that. So we'll be dropping little preview clips uh, on the YouTube channel. So you can go and check that out and also leave comments and questions there. Uh, and we'll filter those into what we're doing on a, on a weekly basis with all of our content. Yeah. Thanks again for joining us on the Digitally Connected Podcast. All right, Joel. So when thinking about the Digitally Connected Podcast, why why another tech podcast? That's a great question. The real answer to that is because technology and digital platforms and digital tools, this is the new normal. We've heard that a lot in recent months. Yeah. This is the new normal. This is the way in which 
all of us are going to be living and working and connecting with with friends, with community groups that we're involved in, with civic organizations, and certainly with our family and our loved ones. You don't have to be a tech person. You don't have to be totally into all of the research and skills, and you don't have to be in a STEM field or STEM career. All of us are using digital tools. And also the development of digital tools has become so ingrained in the way we all live and work naturally. Sometimes we don't even recognize how digital transformation is a part of our lives. You look at just the last year, and people have used the phrase that digital transformation advanced 50 years in five months. It's it's just so much more uh, a part of what we're all doing. We're all adopting it because of the COVID pandemic and work from home, but that's not going away. The idea of remote work and being able to be a part of a company that's headquartered in another state, in another time zone, in another continent is increasingly going to be a real thing. And so yeah. the fact that we are we're working this way and that's going to impact the way we live and where we live and the decisions we make about where we live. The idea behind the podcast is let's really break down, understand where this technology is going and how somebody who might really not be all that well-versed in science and engineering and technology or coding languages, how they can actually navigate and thrive in this environment. Yeah. I think something that's really important when we're talking about everyday technology and that that's really our thrust or, you know, what we're really interested in our focus is, yeah, the, the everyday technology that, that folks are using and, and how that's incorporated into everyday life. It has what what is everyday tech has changed so substantial, uh, substantially over the last year before COVID, before all of this happened. Everybody's day to day tech, everyday tech was my cell phone, my laptop. And that, that was about it. That was the encapsulation of everybody's everyday tech. You used your your webcam maybe if you're on the phone with grandparents or something like that so they can see the kids. Most people, if they got on conference calls, video conference calls, 95% of people never even turned on their camera. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we all had the little pieces of, you know, Post-it note or even, you know, Amazon made the little things that were sliders and companies even gave them away as tchotchkes at trade shows with their <laughs> logos on them to cover the webcam because nobody wanted to be seen on camera. And now that is, it's most likely the opposite. I would imagine if you were to do a survey, 95% of people are using their cameras and you still have the, you know, the 5% of people that, that aren't. So the folks that aren't using their cameras and it was uncommon for somebody to have this kind of a mic set up for a video conference call. Uh, it was, you're using your AirPods or some cheap headset or something like that. Uh, you know, so just our everyday tech set is substantially different because the way we're leveraging tech in our everyday lives is, is different. And, and so I, I think it's for us in this podcast, what we're really hoping to do and the why is, there's so much tech out there that the everyday person wasn't even exposed to. I would suggest that there's still a lot of tech out there that the everyday person isn't exposed to. And so what we want to do is bring that into the light and help folks be just become more aware of it. 
I think it's important. You know, we, we mentioned in the intro that not all tech is good. Not now that's not like the bad tech put on your tinfoil hat kind of thing, that right. tech, but you know, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. And I think social media is a solid uh, example of that. You know, we talked, we mentioned that earlier. And so we want to make sure that uh, we're approaching tech from a healthy standpoint. Uh, and I think that education and exposure are the two things that help develop that healthy use and exposure to tech. And we'll get, we, we've got episodes planned for, for what that is going to look like and, and how you develop that. But you know, the, the, the reality is what you do with tech, the, the change, you now are empowered, in my opinion, even more than we ever have been to dictate how you interact with technology, not do you interact with technology? Because to your point, Joe, I mean, like legitimately every facet of our lives has become tech in some yeah. form, uh, you know, or another. Churches uh, are now large in part a lot of have gone back to live person but there's still that streaming aspect that they're they're maintaining for folks that either aren't comfortable coming back or you know they've just developed they've they've grown their congregation outside their geographic locations town hall meetings all those things so you get to choose how you interact with that tech and i think it's really important for people to make that a conscious decision not something that they just fall into also there's so much that we've learned in this acute, intense year of being forced to shift to this. Yeah. We're going to break down a lot of what's been learned, studies that have been done, research into how do people connect. And really the inception for this whole concept of digitally connected came from some work that I know you and I had talked a lot about this, research that I'd done. But in this time of social distancing through technology, people were still connecting. I want to go back to talking about the, the videos and the webcams. You yeah. can use video conferencing capabilities, technology like this, use the opportunity to, to see somebody's face and they see you. And it, actually the data is showing that you can have a very meaningful human interaction. Mm -hmm. Not saying it's the same thing, not saying it's a one-for-one -one swap, but the data is showing that people are able to have real meaningful human interactions that way. Sure. And so we want to break that down. Also, a lot of the people that this podcast is probably for are people like you and me who were probably in that early adopter uh, to were whatever comes after early adopter in, in the, in the, in the whole <laughs> early majority. Yeah. yeah. And, and so we've been, adopting these technologies and using them, but we didn't necessarily grow up with them. We certainly aren't inventing them ourselves. Uh, we're right. using them. As we look generationally down the line and you know our kids about the same age as they're growing up, their relationship with technology is going to be entirely different than our relationship yeah. with technology because the way it is so ingrained in the developments that are happening right now are what's making that ha possible for them. But the way technology is so just ingrained and a part of our everyday lives for us, it's things we somewhat have to think about and consider maybe a little more intentionally. How do we, how do we incorporate them? Well, how do we navigate the ethical questions and make sure that they are positive, not destructive parts of our lives, man, our yeah. kids, they're going to be 
thinking very differently. Their their brain development's going to be different. We're going to look at even some of that data and some of that research and consider how we in our generation at our age uh, as definitely we're very into and interested and accept and are engaging, excited about technology. We're still going to be interacting with it very differently than our, than future generations are. You also think like virtual education, you know, we can talk about (laughs) everything that's happening with school systems, but without getting into all that, simply recognize that the way in which people can learn the way in which people can gain skill sets uh, yeah. I've felt for the longest time, it's just going to be that first freshman class that figures out I can learn what I need to learn to become qualified and even certified to pursue a career. And I don't have to go $60,000 into debt to do it. Once that yeah. first freshman class figures it out, right. what's going to happen to higher ed? And so our ability yeah. to to gain knowledge, to interact with uh, with information and learn, that's going to be a total societal shift and game changer as well. So, you know, work yep. from home, way we're connecting, virtual education. You already mentioned things like town halls. Uh, I kind of operate in another life around the political arena, policymaking arena, and you are seeing all of these governmental meetings, city council meetings, county commissioner meetings, even the legislatures and states are meeting virtually and that has impacts on our democracy because there are certain things that have got to be open and available to the public. And the thought is, well, maybe the best way we can do that is by having an in-person event in a location and we post the agenda and when the meeting is going to happen, but we actually can incorporate potentially a lot more people and be even more open and transparent in our democracy and how we're operating yeah. in as local uh, civic and state level governments. And you mentioned church and religious organizations, faith communities are certainly an important part of society, but all sorts of organizations, civic organizations, volunteer organizations, rotary clubs, you know, Kiwanis clubs. These are important parts of our lives. Uh, yeah. And, every aspect of our society shifting. So that, that's that's really why we wanted to do this, is, is we recognize that this influx of technology, these digital tools and platforms, they're not just touching one part of our lives. And I'll, I'll throw this out real quick. I, I was thinking about some of the new developments, and we're going to have somebody on in a future podcast who's going to really blow our minds talking about what's coming down the future. But you go back to Windows 95, you know, when that was that was the big thing and and how all the development advancement in computer science and making it available to to users but windows 95 very much it's focused on work you know task oriented but you think about that interface of you've got a three-dimensional object of a mouse that's manipulating yep. a two-dimensional space and you're moving it around and accessing and interacting with your files and data yeah. I mean, my grandparents can't, my, my, I have a grandmother and I mean, and she just, she shakes. I mean, she could never work a mouse to save her life, but then <laughs> right. you, the advent of the iPhone and tablets and how much that's now advanced. Yeah. My, that, my grandmother, if you want to do something, just reach out and touch it, you know? And yeah. I'm now able to do video calls with my 98 year old grandmother who's yeah. in an assisted living center in St. Louis, Missouri. And so the way technology is going to continue to develop 
And that's part of what we want to do too, is we want to look into the future, what's coming down the pike that's going to just completely transform everything about our lives. So all this goes into why we're doing this. Why, why did you want to do this podcast? Other than the opportunity to work with me a little more. <laughs> I mean, that, that's it. That's enough, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, for me, you know, technology is, uh, it's an enabling medium. And it's something that really excites me. You know, I, I currently work in a tech startup and in a really innovative tech space. And what I've seen in, in our work and then all of the tangential connections that I've, you know, I've developed over my time in this space is technology is one of those things that a lot of people have an anxiety about, a skepticism about. There's enough movies out there to freak people about, whether it's, you know, the Terminator series or iRobot or, you know, all these things where the science fiction of technology is both very negative in its development of perception, you know, with all those things. And then, but there's also a lot of of stuff out there that five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, the science fiction that was written, you know, when we were growing up seemed absolutely impossible. And what we're seeing now is that technology is actually starting to enable a lot of those developments. And we're a whole lot closer to a lot of the technology and a lot of the the realization of a lot of what was science fiction is now a science possibility. Yeah. And and that it's that a science reality. Me. It's a, it's a yeah. science reality. Absolutely. A, a lot of the technology is there. How do we use it? Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, if, if you go and listen to folks like Elon Musk and those guys talking about neural networks and all those things, it's not something and I am by no means a tech expert, but I understand a lot of it. And some of that stuff even confuses me me and I don't and I don't mean to say that in an egotistical way but like I understand that for a lot of people hearing things like that if you listen to a lot of the tech innovators it makes tech not unapproachable but difficult to approach and so why I you know when we talked about this idea what really excited me was having the ability to take what's out there like you said both what's out there now what's coming down the pike uh, and be able to interpret it in a way for folks to uh, understanding it in a non-threatening way yeah. and be able to understand it in an applicative way. I've always been a painfully practical person. And so, and I say that in, in a positive way. Uh, and, and so- And with alliteration. And with alliteration. <laughs> and so I'm always looking through the lens of that's great, but what do I do with it? Yeah. And so that's the lens that I look at tech through. What is the tech enabling? How do I, as an everyday user, access it and interface with it? And that's what I'm excited about being able to bring to folks is I see us as being able to be a, a translative medium for a lot of people. What's out there? And, and that's why the, you know, the whole Q&A type episodes are some that are exciting to me because it allows us to really take what folks are focusing on and, and questions they have and those kinds of things and be able to do some translating and clarifying and whether it's us or it's us pulling in experts in certain fields and being able to to make tech approachable because tech is a positive thing if you use it correctly yeah. and healthily 
And so that that's that's why I'm excited about it. Yeah. Drew, you started to talk a little bit about your background. There are people listening to this podcast saying, well, why should I listen to these guys? Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about your background and where, where you're coming from as you approach this whole conversation of being digitally connected. Yeah, I mean, my background, if you were to go look at my LinkedIn profile, it's a very surreptitious background um, in that I've, I've meandered through a lot of different fields, but I believe that gives me a very unique perspective on a lot of things. Yeah. And in all of those fields, I always felt a compulsion to be very innovative in my adoption and use of technology. I mean, I started out as a as a youth pastor, I, I always make the joke. I've always been an evangelist. It's just a matter of what I'm selling, uh, you know. So I was a youth pastor for a good long time, and and again was always pushing the envelope in how we could use and leverage technology for. Uh, we we used a lot of new platforms and worship, uh, you know, services and production kinds of things. And then I moved into uh, mental health care. Uh, licensed therapist and ran private practice, worked in community mental health, BHMOs, behavioral health management organizations. And again, was really worked to develop a lot of cutting edge technology uh, in the delivery of, uh, of, of mental health services and those kinds of things. And so I went from, you know, selling Jesus to selling therapy. And then I went into, uh, I went into technology, uh, sold data center, colo spaces. So like the big box data centers, mm-hmm. uh, that you know, if they do them right, you shouldn't know they exist, but they're there and they're all over the place. And that's a massively growing market. Uh, then I went into selling, um, cloud connectivity. And then now, like I said, I'm at a technology development, uh, solution development firm and and have been for a couple of years now. So, you know, my background, I, I've hit a lot of points in society um, from the evangelical community to the healthcare community and now into, you know, tech, uh, established tech and and now, you know, startup dev tech. And I love it. And it I love the progression. It's It gives me a really unique perspective on how people in, in lots of different segments of society interact with tech. You and I share some similarities in our background cards on the table. We met in college, so we've known each other for a while. I moved thousand or so miles away and and (laughs) lived in the DC area. And so we've, we've just kind of kept in touch at a distance over the years, but we both have a background in psychology counseling. Uh, I've been very involved in not so much direct therapy work as, as helping to develop therapeutic, programs and practices and centers and so more of a management side but I definitely have a background in that idea of mental health psychological human flourishing and definitely in a lot of what I've done I've encountered a lot of people who have who really struggled with depression and that comes through isolation Uh, we're seeing a whole lot of that in the midst of our world right now so I kind of have similar background there I've primarily over the last many years worked in the arena of supporting leaders and working with leaders in business, community organizations, civic organizations, faith-based organizations, governmental leaders as well. Spent a lot of time in Washington, D.C., working with policymakers at the federal level, policy staffers, moved to Oklahoma, and I've been working now for a number of years directly supporting and working with uh, state leaders, the legislature, 
the governor and his administration. So I've I've been working around this realm of leaders for a long time. The common thread for me in my background is it's always been somewhat around solid leadership, solid leadership practices, understanding leadership and things like, you know, situational leadership. How do you manage different kinds of people, different ways and helping, helping leaders to do that well, all with an eye towards developing organizational culture. That's kind of been the common theme for me. It's developing organizational culture that will bring your whole team around understanding your mission, buying into your mission, and then thinking innovatively and strategically to advance your mission. That's where a lot of organizations, it's kind of sink or swim. You can even have longstanding institutionalized organizations that have been around forever, but they lack the nimble flexibility to innovate and think strategically. And they just, they find themselves in a place where they can really be in trouble. And it's the the organizations that have such a healthy culture around uh, developing leadership pipelines and raising yeah. up their human capital and developing the future of, of their organization or industry and innovate, set a strategy and accomplish big goals and keep moving forward. So that's kind of been the thrust of my work. Tangentially to all of that, I'm a researcher and I've done a number of research studies. I've published on this idea of human connectedness through digital platforms. I conducted a nationwide study of e-mentoring among marketplace leaders and really dug deep into the techniques that top-level CEOs could use to really develop high-capacity, quality talent. And e-mentoring as its own as its own phenomenon and platform for developing people, it has so many benefits. It cuts across some of these issues we're, we're having in our world today surrounding gender issues and the opportunity to create an egalitarian quality of exchange and, and top-level CEOs can also raise up people in their organization that may just be coming from a very different place, very different background, and you wouldn't necessarily think that they would connect and be in a mentoring relationship. Technology provides so many opportunities to develop human capital in dramatic, powerful ways. And then when COVID entered our state because of my relationship with state leaders and state government and also the business community here, I partnered with a tech futurist based out of Oklahoma, and we did a statewide case study of work and work in human connectedness, really, but work in digital communications during COVID. And we were looking for things like, did people feel as though they were truly connecting to their team? Uh, were their contributions heard and valued? Were they able to accomplish goals? And was productivity hurt or helped? And we really got a, a multi-sector, cross-sectional snapshot of what leaders in industry, top-level businesses in our state, uh, state agencies, educational entities, nonprofits were doing and using the technology. So I, I approach this kind of from that organizational leadership background, but with a, a hyper-focus and interest in, in the research and understanding how people really can connect and thrive. And so yeah. in many ways, that's why I wanted to really launch this 
endeavor with you is because we're learning so much and Absolutely, it's not yeah. just for techie people. It's not, it's not, I, right. I'm like you, man. I, I get it. I understand. I, I hear the developments in the news and what's coming out and I can understand it. I can think about it. I can process it. I've researched it, but if I had to earn yeah. a living doing it, I'd starve, yeah. you know, because my brain, <laughs> my brain is not STEM oriented. And yeah. so there's a lot of people like that. And yet, you don't have to know seven different non-spoken computer languages in order to, <laughs> right, to do this. Right. Um, yeah. You can navigate and you can thrive in this environment. And that's part of what, what we're discovering and what we're going to talk about on the podcast. Absolutely. To close us out on this episode, what in your mind should people expect from the Digitally Connected podcast? What I think folks should expect is transparent, honest thoughts and opinions on the technology. It's really easy, like I said earlier, when you start talking about tech, and there are plenty of folks that do it, it's really easy to put on your tinfoil hat and talk about how big and bad and scary and awful tech is. And the reality is, there are aspects of technology that that fall into that type of a you know a mindset the reality in my in my mind is that's a very small segment and very small portion of of the tech that's out there and in my opinion the tech that really falls into that place uh is the tech that i would characterize as you know as negative anyway uh, and yeah. what I mean by that, I mean, most of, most of the, the tech that people have that opinion of is most of your social media platforms. And in my opinion, yeah, um, we'll just leave it at that. But um, what I, yeah, what I think folks should expect is, you know, it's honest. Uh, it's honest perspectives on tech. It's uh, helpful, like I said, painfully practical application of technology. I think that folks uh, should expect for us to uh, where we're where we have connections and inroads into folks that are industry experts seeing those people pulled into into the into the show into the podcast and, and us leaning into their expertise uh, you know like we said before neither of us would classify ourselves as experts in the field uh, but very adept consumers and very connected um mm -hmm. in in the industry and so where where we have content that we want to bring to folks but maybe we don't have the capacity to, to carry you know the conversation we absolutely we're going to pull people in uh pull people in from lots of different you know arenas uh, that have expertise and, and then have relevant content and so uh, for me it's it's conversation it's it's going to be an honest open conversation about technology and how you use it every day yeah. And I'm really excited about that, too, because of where you work, the space that you're operating in, the people that you know, myself as well, just the people that we've gotten to interact with and know. What I've discovered from a lot of these true leading tech innovators is that they are thinking very critically about creating new technologies that really will help people's lives. and. Yeah. I think that people can expect, and I'm excited for them to to hear on the Digitally Connected podcast, folks like that wanting to come and be part of a conversation just like this, because yeah. it really is exciting the way in which 
things are developing and the way in which they're thinking about the applications for the technology that they are developing. Yeah. And I would just echo that. And the only thing I could probably add is that there's just so many methods and approaches to how we will live our lives moving forward from just where we live, where we choose to live, the opportunity to have to be more free to choose where we want to live, the skills that are needed to succeed, how we interact. Um, You know, if I were to say that technology has completely shifted our expectations for the future, that would seem like the most obvious statement in the world. But just (laughs) remember, yeah, just, but just remember that would not be true. Even a year ago, you can either be overwhelmed at our increasingly digital world that we're living in, or you can thrive in it. And that's really what the digitally connected podcast is about is recognizing there is the difference between those two is education right and awareness yeah, yeah. and that's what we're ta- that's what we're about is bringing yeah. that to folks yeah there's a there's a tension there and it's about making that choice and being empowered to thrive and yeah. rather than rather than being overwhelmed by it really Absolutely. this podcast is about tech for the rest of us there that's how i'd sum it up yeah i like that tech for the rest of us you've been listening to the digitally connected podcast with joel harder and drew no Make sure to check us out wherever you catch all your podcasts and subscribe so you don't miss any of our new content we'll be dropping regularly. If you enjoyed the content today, give us a five-star rating. Thanks so much, and we'll catch you next time.